They're done. Finished. No more. We don't got to worry about that anymore. When I hit him with that slapjack, it felt damn good. Hell yeah, you know finally. Saying? It looked good. All right. It's about time. Right. Well, I got a big surprise for you guys in my car across the street. Come on. I also got a surprise for Aldo, Jose, Ruben. Venga. Yeah, let's go. Yo, go, go. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, Rick. Let's go. Rich, you haven't forgotten about you. Let's go. From back in the day, down the street from Calumet, a school full of stones. He nicknamed me K Rock, so they'll leave me alone. Bulls jacket with his hat broke way off, and walked around the mall with his radio face off. Plus, he had a spinner from his datings in his hand, keys in his hand, reason again to let you know he's the man. Back when we rocked the leases, he had dreams of caprices, drove by the teachers, even more by police. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the A Show. I am Justin Davis, your host. And you might be surprised to hear that we have a new host, kayfabe-wise, right now. Uh, Bill Hanstock, what's going on, my man? I'm taking over. He's taking over. Uh, we had some technical issues uh, with Meals. His connection actually dropped while we were doing the show. We had Bill as the guest for this week. Uh, Bill, who is you know one of our, uh, one of my biggest like inspirations in this wrestling shit oh, and we were talking to meals we did that we did everything and then like we were like oh shit everything from the first half of the show got cut off <laughs> and we have to we have to redo it again so uh we, we're gonna we're gonna like redo the first half of the show with bill and meals is gonna come in on the second half and i'm gonna have to do some like wizardry that only vince mcmahon could come up with to <laughs> do this but uh bill how you doing today man I'm good. How are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm, we're sitting here at, at uh, the After Buzz TV studios where I've just done my first guest shot for the NXT After Show. It won't be your last, for sure. I, I was going to say. It was a lot how, of fun. I was like, going to say, like, how did I do? You did great, man. Okay. You're amazing. So, so you can check that out at uh, After Buzz TV. Is that the YouTube channel name? Yeah, After Buzz TV and just search for NXT After Show or just search uh, in a, uh, YouTube for NXT After Show. Awesome. You'll see the After Buzz NXT After Show logo. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. It was good to have you. Yeah, and, and I, I got to flex my NXT knowledge, you guys, right. we have, which you guys know we have plenty of. So we get a lot of guests that come through, honestly. <laughs> I'll be sure we, we get a lot of guests that come on, and they're great guests. Yeah. We love to have them. But a lot of guests come on, and they're like, oh, you know, I haven't actually watched NXT in a couple months. Oh. And like, but you know what? A lot of times they're in the business. Yeah. And so it's like, cool, you haven't had time. You've been traveling. You've been working. You've been right. working on your own stuff. 
that's totally cool. But it's also really nice to talk to a fan who watches every week. I watch NXT. Yeah. Everyone knows I watch it religiously. Yeah, it's, it's it's to me it's my favorite show, weekly show before oh, two hundred five live. Easy, easy. And I mean, to me it's, it's SmackDown. No, I'll put NXT over SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, NXT, SmackDown, and two hundred five are my favorite weeklies. For and, sure. and I think Raw kind of goes down it, from there. It's just I, I I just feel like if you like professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. How can you not watch NXT every week? You have some of your favorite wrestlers are on this show, and they're on it every single week. And the storytelling is all great. Yeah. It just is amazing. The matches are great. So I love talking about it. We talked about this week's uh, episode of NXT. You can check that out. We're not going to talk about it here. You can check that out on the AfterBuzz TV. Um, But we're going to get straight to No Holds Barred. We're going to have a couple of news items to talk about from the world of pro wrestling this week. The first thing we have is Neville. Mm. His WWE contract is up, and he is free to go elsewhere. It was reported by Pro Wrestling Sheet uh, late last week. And uh, actually, just a couple of hours ago, they added Neville to the WWE alumni section on the website. So, wow. you, I mean, he's right next to Kevin Owens, so you know it's real. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> how, how, he's free to go elsewhere. Where would you want to see him go, Bill? Uh, I would love to. I actually put up my dream booking on Twitter, but I'll, I'll, <laughs> uh, I I would really love for him to go to New Japan and start immediately start a feud with Jay White <laughs> and have it be about like, oh, you're trying to be the new Pac. You're trying to be you're trying to be me because yeah, because I mean it's not necessarily true. Yeah, but there's enough truth in that from the fans' perspective to try and. To get some real life heat behind that, right? And 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 I wanna I wanna have him feud with Jay White, and then I want it to turn into, because Pac's a terrible name. Yeah, it's we can awful. All agree. And it, I think that he made it off of his his, his six pack. I Probably. think he said. And, and 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 everyone knows him as Neville for so many years yeah. now. And Pac's such a bad name, and X Pac <laughs> already exists. So like now that he's on a global level, I want that feud to turn into. Neville fighting Jay White for the rights to the Switchblade name and gimmick. Yeah. I want Neville to win. I want Neville to become Switchblade. <laughs> and then I want Jay White to go into a shame spiral and rename himself Knife Jr. Knife Jr.? How about this? Yeah. Have Jay White just leave. Yeah. He can just leave New Japan. Yeah. I think Loser Leaves Japan would be great. Yeah. Uh, and he can go to Impact or something. I, I love that idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of matches that I would like to see Neville do. And the 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 scene is so wide open right now that there's nothing to prevent Neville from doing New Japan mm-hmm. and the UK scene and the American Indies, PWG, you know, whatever. The thing that's that's going to be tricky with the UK is that he'd only really have World of Sport because ICW and Progress, Progress are, I mean, WWE, they're filtering their, their talent at WWE at this point. I don't necessarily would be, I don't think it would be that big a deal. Okay. Because they do have WWE contracted talent mm-hmm. under, you know, Progress. On, on their shows. Yeah. But it's not necessarily like their WWE shows. Right. Like, I, f- I feel like Neville would even be able to work Evolve. Like, oh, for think, sure. Yeah, I don't think, and then that's a way closer relationship than their UK stuff. Do you feel as though he left on bad terms? Like I personally, he hasn't said anything. Mm-hmm. I I don't think he will, and I and they let him go, whether it be amicably or they you know they waited it out. But I don't think he left on bad terms. I think that. I think that the perception is that it's very bad terms mm-hmm. between the two of them. I think that that may not be the reality of the situation. Yeah. And also, there was a report that Neville was in Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh. <laughs> which is where 
they, which is where WWE has their official doctor yeah. who, who clears everyone medically, who gives everyone their official physicals before signing to a contract or before renewing a contract. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that there might be something to that. I think that it's Absolutely. not out of the question that they just want people to think that, hey, you know what? Maybe Neville's going to pop up it all in. <laughs> and then, in fact, he just pops up on Raw. That is so, that's such the Carney Vince thing to yeah. do. I, and I would be okay if he came back. I'd like, be totally okay with as it. Much, as much as people say he has a lot of matches on the indies, he has just as much if they would just bring him up to the main right. roster. And I also think that if. If Neville were to come back to WWE, mm-hmm. it might actually be the most positive thing all around mm-hmm. because if he shows up in the Indies for whatever length of time, the perception is going to be WWE dicked this guy over right. for a year and now he's bitter at everything and we should hate WWE because of this, but at least Neville's back. Yeah. Whereas if he shows back up on WWE, the perception should be, oh, Either, er, nothing, either it wasn't what we thought it was, mm-hmm. or they were able to patch things together and make him such a good deal that he would rather come back to WWE yeah. than go to the Indies if he could. Yeah, because he's not under contract right now. That's that part's legit. Yeah. Um, but I think, unfortunately, I think a lot of fan perception will be like they just backed the truck up and they weren't ready ready to let him go anywhere else and it'll be that, like, snarky... There's always... And then we're going to talk a lot about, like, fan perception on this episode, but it's like... There's a lot of people that just don't... They don't see the forest for the trees here. Yeah. And I, I think just as much as he, it's a good thing for him to be on the indies, it's also something where somewhere he could be overexposed. And I feel like a lot of the ex-WWE guys... I think it happened to Drew McIntyre at one point. Where he was sure. working everything yeah. to a point where it was like really nothing was special. And it's like Neville would have to... In order to make the money that he wanted to make, he'd probably have to work everything like Drew McIntyre did and not just do single shots. I think with Drew, though... I think he was working everything because he wanted to. Yeah. Not necessarily because he had to make that money. Mm-hmm. And he was killing it everywhere he was at. Absolutely. Drew Evolved. Galloway was incredible. Yeah. Um, not saying that he's not incredible now because he still is. But, like, he was doing it because he wanted to be the best wrestler in the world and he had stuff to prove. Yeah. And he proved it and he got back. Um, I think Neville coming back to WWE, I think that would make me the happiest personally <laughs> because, one, it would show that everything's cool. Yeah. Two, it would show that he's being fairly compensated. Yeah. And three, because he won't come back unless he's fairly compensated. Absolutely that, not. That part's clear. No one's going to sit at home and potentially be losing out on a year of payday yeah. if they're not going to come back for a good payday. Yeah. You know? And I, I, I think that it's also telling that just a couple of days ago on the, uh, I think it was the post-UK call or the post-takeover call, Triple H was very positive on Neville. He was like, I hope that we can work something out. And he was just like, I'm hoping that he comes back soon. And I mean, it leads credence to the Pittsburgh thing. It's like, if Triple H wants it to happen, he got Matt Riddle. (laughs) He snatched Matt Riddle from New Japan in 30 minutes flat. If he wanted Neville, he can get Neville. I think there's also, you know, with uh, Neville officially not being under contract and with him being moved to the alumni section, along with Kevin Owens, (laughs) who Kevin C. Merchandise is now available on Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, I think that it's entirely possible with the crazy world we're living in right now, Neville does show up at All In and also shows up at Raw at the end of the weekend. So he's like, let me have this weekend, tell everybody I'm cool, I'm fine, and then go to Raw. Or WWE is like, go for it. Yeah. 
Because it brings more eyes to them anyway. Because Jericho and Cody and whoever else was telling the story about like talking to Vince about the All In show and Vince being like, "Oh, she should have called terrible. me. You should have yeah. called me." <laughs> like, that's amazing. Vince don't think it's, it's it's that big of a deal. And speaking of All In, but before yeah. we get to All In, how the hell had, did Neville get back to the United States and nobody saw him until he got to Pittsburgh? Neville's a pretty. I think Neville's. I think Neville's a guy. It's pretty easy to fly under the radar. Like, you yep. put, a, put a hat and a big coat on him. <laughs> you can't like, hide his ears, though. Put the hood up. <laughs> but uh, speaking of All In, All In is this weekend. Uh, it is the big, huge, major, super indie uh, event of the year. 10,000 seats sold out in Chicago. Uh, it's happening. I, we, I mean, we've talked about it. It's been theorized. It's been hypothesized. It's been a, it's been a bet, an ongoing bet. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, everyone's thought it couldn't happen, and it's happening this weekend. Um, how do we feel about it? I, I think, honestly, and I've said it on this show, how I felt about StarCast, but never really about the, the actual card. I think a couple weeks ago, me and Mills talked about it kind of a, a little bit, but now that it's solidified in stone, I don't know if this is a show that is must-see, by any any stretch of the imagination right now to me other than like two or three matches but i do think i i will give it a shout out for the historicalness that's not a word of it i think it's must see as an event Mm -hmm. i think that it's pretty clear it was pretty clear once they started announcing the matches for the card this is about the fact that it exists Mm -hmm. and not about the quality what what the content is going to be and i wouldn't be surprised if it's one of those things where it's like you know, sometimes we think a, a WWE card looks lackluster on paper for a pay-per-view, and then they come out and just blow it out of the water. Money in the bank? Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they're, you know, companies are good about that. Yeah. Um, this card, there's nothing... The, 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 the top two matches look amazing, mm-hmm. but as an overall card, it seems real mediocre, real middle of the road, real, like, this is the best you can do. Um, and Cody did explain it in AMA. He didn't realize how hard the visas were going to be uh, <laughs> to get like these international stars into the U.S. Like Okada, Ibushi, yeah. stuff like that. That's that's a lot of work and money. Penta even. Yeah. Like that, and that's only three people. And it's like there's so much more of New Japan that maybe could have come over, or like some UK people that could have come over, but you know they didn't foresee how it was going to go um, as far as how difficult that was going to be. But um, I think it's I think it's going to be a must see for wrestling fans just because this exists. Yeah. And we didn't think that this thing was going to be possible. But 2018, here we are. Next year, we're going to look at a sold out ROH New Japan Madison, Madison Square, Square Garden, Garden show. That's going to be crazy. I hope I it's mean, good. We <laughs> are weeks away from a first women's all yeah. women's pay per view with the WWE throwing. Uh, and, a, and an Australia show. Yeah. It's, it's like unprecedented in a lot of ways. But um, I think the one thing to me that has always and will remain kind of like an asterisk on this or like not even an asterisk, but like a black mark is that like we know that there's ROH funding. Mm-hmm. Stop lying. Like <laughs> we know that now New Japan is saying that it's going to be available in New Japan world. There is a lot of there's a lot of truth to what they say, and there's a lot of like stuff that I feel like they needed to come out and just be honest with everyone. I don't think it wouldn't have sold. I don't think it would have not sold out if they didn't just say it. I think, I think, I I believe that Cody and the Bucks put out the money for the venue. Right. I believe they that's did. fair, and that's most of what it is. Yeah. Like, even if even if they had just put up the money for the venue. They would have been able to find someone with a ring mm-hmm. and with the rigging and with the security, 
it just so happened that they put it all together and then people came on board. Right. Which is the exact same thing as putting it on, putting it on, putting it on themselves. Mm-hmm. There's no fundamentally no difference. Yeah. They made they they conceived it, they made it happen, they scouted venues, they put up the money for a venue. That's putting a show on. And that's fine. But my issue again is this is completely independent. This is completely <laughs> us. Nobody helped. It's all us and it's like okay, but just be real that it became a conglomerate of some sure, sort. Sure, like sure. it was more than just you guys. Yeah. It was you and Joe Coff and uh, Harold and everybody that that helped out. And you're on WG in America, right? And it's like this is from connection. That's the that's the part where I'm a little bit bummed out that they're they're partnering to get it on TV yeah. in some aspect, which is cool. Good for them. That should be a fan thing to me, right? I think that I think they could have just had it and put it on Fight TV mm-hmm. live and then like archived it on Fight TV or whatever. Even even airing it on New Japan World after the fact. Like that's fine. That's cool. But I, I think that they they were concerned because they're so concerned about making sure that fans are cool with this every yeah. step of the way. I think that they were concerned like it they very well could have just put it on and not televised it at all mm-hmm. and been like, you had to be there. And I don't think anyone would. I think that, that would people, have been doper. I think that people who couldn't afford a ticket would have been bummed out. But I think that that would have made the next all in and the next all in even more like we got to go yeah. to this because we missed the first one mm-hmm. and we couldn't even see it. Mm-hmm. And and I think that they were so concerned about like not bumming anyone out that they just did everything, and which that, is cool. And we'll see. I mean, time will tell this weekend. And, if you that, know, if I, I know you don't. Right I know you don't want to get into it too much, but like, there. The, Cody and the Bucks are interested in not bumming people out to a fault. Yeah. But they don't think about all of the fans. Yeah, they don't. And and StarCast is pretty much proof of that. Yeah, we we had a huge StarCast episode uh, last month about it. And, I mean, now it's here now. Yeah. And there still is. I mean, I was told that there was going to be more mm-hmm. representation from the person who's throwing this event. There isn't. Mm-hmm. I, I see... You know, the Ryan Satins and everyone else saying, well, they're so excited. And it's just like, hey, like, what about these guys here? And, and I know that WrestleRap pulled out really their support for this year, you know, because they because of what happened. But, you know, I was told that there was going to be more and there isn't. And I'm disappointed in that. I am. And, and I don't I don't think that it, I, I'm um, muzzling myself to say that. I think that it is a disappointing event in that there isn't enough people of color or even women that are being represented at StarCast. And that is a big black mark on this weekend because StarCast is kind of like the shuttle event because if you got StarCast tickets, you're going to All In. But, I mean, who... I don't know anybody that I know that wants to go see Dave Meltzer talk. <laughs> I don't know anybody that I know that, that that wants to go see Bruce Pritchard get fucking roasted or something like that. Like, that doesn't apply to me. But if I wanted to go see um, a black podcast panel... Yeah. hosted by Stat Guy Greg talking about how hard it is to break into this market sure. when you have fans that actively tell you that you don't matter. Yeah. That means something to me, and that's something that the, the, those guys need to look into. So, yeah, so, I, I mean, I'm all I'm all for talking about it, but next year they need to do better. Do better and be better. I, I think that you and I are, you know, I think that anyone who's interested in it mm-hmm. should start hitting up people involved in WrestleCon yeah. now and and start saying... I really want to see representation at WrestleCon. Mm-hmm. I want to see a panel. I want to see, you know, some live podcasts. I want to see some 
some showcase mm-hmm. for fans that never get consideration. Absolutely. Cause, Absolutely. Because, you know, the, the people of color and the women and the, the queer wrestling fans that I know are, are probably the most passionate, devoted, dedicated uh, fans. And they're the ones that get the social traction, not yeah. these... Yeah. fucking yeah. neckbeard guys yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, that are in my mentions every time I mention StarCast. Yeah. Like, we spend money. Yeah. We spend all the money on this. And, and, you're tr- and Raw's t- trending every week because black Twitter's blowing it out of Absolutely, the water. Absolutely, <laughs> because, like, Raw's trending because black Twitter takes a gif. Right. And it's like, when you leave the chicken, when you didn't <laughs> take the chicken out and your mom comes, like, we will pay money to go see these things. And it, it's... You know, I'm. I was kind of bummed out after the, the whole Starcast thing happened that weekend, and I got attacked or whatever. But I was like, you know what? If I gotta be the one that takes the the hit for this, I will be. Sure. I'm cool with that. Like, I'll take the flames for it. And you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe I should do my own thing. Yeah. Maybe I should. Yeah. Who knows? Stay tuned. Hmm. Stay tuned, guys. Hmm. Um, next up on on No Holds Bar, but but I mean, all in. Are you gonna watch it before we get to the next? One? I'm gonna watch it. Um... <laughs> I don't know if I'll watch it live. Like, I don't know if I'm going to watch it live. I might watch it Sunday. I, here's a thing that might be shitty for me to put out uh, on the public record. Um, I'm not going to pay for all of it. Uh, no, that's completely <laughs> fine. That's time, time, a te- time, a chat. I'm watching it on that. Like, I'm, I'm completely. You'll have to send me a link. Yeah, for sure. I'll send you a link yeah. uh, to to watch it. I mean, they got their money anyway. Yeah, shit. yeah, shit. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm, I'm looking forward to Kenny and Pentagon. I'm looking forward to the... They got the devil's money from WGN. <laughs> <laughs> they got the devil's money from Sinclair. You want to yeah. talk about fucking Saudi Arabia? They're yeah. all complicit. Everyone is complicit. Listen, wrestling is dirty and it's trash and you love it anyway. Mm. Stop complaining. Speaking of dirt and trash <laughs> and stuff that should not be aired, w- did you see the segment on Impact Wrestling last week where a child was run over by Eddie Kingston? I just saw the gifs. <laughs> but Eddie Kingston is like... One of my favorite wrestlers ever. Yeah. He fucking rules. I'm so glad that he's back in a big way. And he's able to... I'm two ways about this segment. Mm-hmm. It is a segment, and I'll just go the, the negative way. That should not have aired on TV. Sure. <laughs> it is, that is a terrible segment. Yeah. I think if someone had picked that up last week, they better thank God that, yeah. like, know that something else was happening. <laughs> they better be happy no one watches yeah. <laughs> CNN was not watching it because if it happened on WWE television, oh yeah, it's a wrap. Yeah, yeah. It happened on Impact where, where they're relatively safe on pop TV. They're still on pop, right? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're relatively safe on pop. So basically, the conceit of it is that the LAX OGs and the LAX, the new guys, mm-hmm. they are having this turf war. <laughs> Can't believe I'm saying this. So mm-hmm. Conan and his crew are waiting. The acting for this is completely terrible, mm-hmm. absolutely terrible. So there's a kid who's holding the tag team belts. He walks into the streets. Eddie Kingston's like, We're gonna, you think they're going to shoot the kid? Why is the kid holding the tag team belts? They're just chilling on the stoop when he's holding the tag team belts and he's just chilling. So, like, Eddie Kingston's like, you think they're going to shoot him, but they just run the kid over. <laughs> you see the kid on the ground. There's no blood or anything. But then you see the camera from the kid's viewpoint and you see, like, everyone like, no, get up, get up, get up. And I'm like, this is... This might be the greatest thing they've done since Final Deletion, but it's also the most irresponsible thing they've done yeah. since ever. Yeah. It's, it a, it's a segment that, I mean, you want to talk about, like, getting social traction. They definitely got it that night. Well, I wouldn't say since ever necessarily because one of the first uh, <laughs> ever TNA things had a midget pulling a gun on people. Oh, yeah. And a midget it, wrestler. <laughs> pulling a gun on people. And it also had the, they, they said the F word on, yeah. on Impact Television. Yeah, you're right. 
I cannot yeah. wait for for Keller to write that book. It, it was real, like because Brandon Strata Uprox has been going through the early like the first year of yeah. TNA or whatever, and like it's so like transphobic and homophobic. Oh my god, and, like AJ yeah. was one of the guys. It's so crazy to see AJ like crown jewel oh, of the shit. WWE. Did you see them try and do Sasha dirty on uh, social media? Some lying. Oh people? yes, they I took saw that the AJ question uh, caller question with the gay community. Yeah. And they, they said, they said, what do you think of the gay community? And then they clipped in Sasha talking about Rhonda, Rhonda. Mm-hmm. saying, my mom said, if you didn't have anything nice to say, you shouldn't say anything at all. It picked up. I know. It's so shameless. It's like Twitter is, it is, it is a vacuum of dude, garbage. Dude, yeah, for <laughs> sure. And also wrestling Twitter. But like, man, there are people just out for Sasha all the time. I don't, and I don't get it because I saw the original tweet and then someone said, the, the person who, who made the tweet, someone was like, is this real? And he said, plainly, yes. Yeah. Like literally lied, yeah. like openly. Then after like 10 minutes, like, it's a joke. Y'all can't take a joke. I'm like, <laughs> this is a joke that could literally make her lose her job if WWE wasn't smarter. But I saw like, I don't even know what stand Twitter it was, but like some, oh, I think it might have been like, no, I don't. No, it wasn't. Uh, no, iconic stand Twitter isn't that low. Yeah, but iconic some, stand Twitter is very low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I saw. I mean, it might have been Alexa stand Twitter was like, uh, like ran with it also, and people were like, "This is fake," and she's like, "Nah, it's real. Listen to it." So like, it seems like people who hate Sasha mm-hmm. and people who hate Alexa are like the two biggest factions on stand Twitter. But then you add in the Bellas. But that's mainstream <laughs> Twitter. That's not even yeah. stand Twitter. That's just smart Twitter. Yeah. Like that's smart Twitter. It's like the as I've gotten deeper into wrestling Twitter this year, moments so like sorry. this are like <laughs> cuz now that now they're around. There's a guy who makes like eight burner accounts for me mm. every single week and mm. he ha- he always has something to say. Mm. But it's like now it's like Alexa stand Twitter is they hate Sasha because she doesn't hang out with fans and they ha- always have that picture of her at the airport with the creepy fan that she didn't want to take a picture with and then and then Sasha Twitter is saying that uh, Alexa slept her way to the top and it's mm. just like it's just toxic on all on all fronts yeah you know what sleeping with Buddy Murphy will do for your yeah. career because <laughs> <laughs> then, then Charlotte and Becky stand Twitter which Becky's stand Twitter's no, pretty no Becky's stand Twitter's good they're good yeah, yeah. they're really good and I'm, I'm glad and we'll talk about Smackdown a little bit later on the show you know what's a good stand Twitter Roman stan Twitter. Love it. It's so good. <laughs> Roman stan Twitter because it, it's all ages, all races. Yeah. Like, it's all encompassing. There is a there is a Roman Reigns. I don't know if you've seen the meme, the Bullet Club Roman Reigns meme, where it's uh it's it's called like it's like Roman pictures of Roman, and he's like Bullet Club is for people who yeah. haven't touched the titty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's true. It's true. You've seen the Bullet Babe detected tweet. Whew. These guys are weird. Oh, my God. Yeah. Get the Bullet Club out of here. It's all ROH fans, man. You think so? It's largely ROH fans. Well, it's ROH fans, and it's, like, people who used to be ROH fans, yeah. but ROH, like, got a little bit too same for them. I don't know, like, Bullet Club, like, big-time Bullet Club fans are yeah. weird. Now they're being replaced with Undisputed Era fans, so. Eh. their Undisputed Era Twitter, it's growing in numbers, Bill. Watch out for it. It's coming. That well, the only between. the only Twitter account you ever need to follow is Tomatonga. So. Oh, no. <laughs> fuck no! I hate his Twitter account. He's, this is a guy who literally. But you hate him too as a wrestler. Yes, because this is a guy who was in a match and said, "Check my military record. Yeah. I've been to jail." Mm-hmm. Boy, if you don't get your anyway. <laughs> uh, last thing on No Holds Barred this week: an 11 year old took a choke slam, and the internet blew up. And we all know who the 11 year old was. It, it is uh, NXT regular Izzy. 
who is now a wrestler or training to be a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, it was said that she was she was training with Chasen Rance, who is was the convicted pedophile who got booked <laughs> strangely at the CEO New Japan event. Um, but it came out that she wasn't being trained by him. But mm-hmm. she did do a match uh, last weekend where she won an internet title. I'm, I'm not sure of the 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 um, promotion, but she took a choke slam. Mm-hmm. On, in the match. Yep. And as soon as that came out, everyone has said something about it. I think Lynch Dorado from WWE was the first one to say something. And then everyone today on WWE has said something about it. Any, everyone from the indies, whether it be on the for side or against side, has said something. Bill, how do you feel about this? Um, I think that um, people like Joey Ryan, who I respect, um, have made the argument of like, we don't freak out when kids start playing football at six years yeah. old and there are athletes that, like, really start damaging their bodies when they're 10, 11 years old. Mm-hmm. And we don't say shit about it because there's money in it, because it's a quote-unquote real sport, because for whatever reason, society accepts it. Yeah. I think there's some validity to that. Mm-hmm. I think where the validity of it ends is, one wrestling the entire history of wrestling day one right now in 2018 wrestling is the most progressive most safe and coolest than it has ever been in history right certainly in my lifetime yeah that's getting better all the time Mm -hmm. it's getting more inclusive it's getting more conscientious about safety yeah it's getting fewer weirdos as the old carnies die out yeah. and people who have become fans since kayfabe died are getting in charge mm-hmm. of, of like training people and like running promotions right it's getting better all the time that said since day one wrestling has been probably the scummiest business on the face of the 100 percent carny is shit and 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 just that alone i i i i think that there's I think there's the scummy aspect of the wrestling business and the fact that the only component of pro wrestling is hurting yourself Mm -hmm. as opposed to sports where it's like you're going to hurt yourself sometimes Mm -hmm. or you're going to try and play the game to not get hurt as much as possible. Learning how to get hurt is the base of professional wrestling training. Falling on your back. Yeah. So I think that that given those two aspects, I think that you should probably wait until you're at least like 16, 17, 18 Mm -hmm. until getting into it. And also like... Make sure you thoroughly vet, like, whatever trainer that you're trying to and, – and your trainer's motivations for training you. And obviously, Izzy's parents, at first, from the outset, did not. Uh, I believe Chelsea Green, who, who was on the Indies, she said that she was training Izzy as well mm. and that she actually said she wouldn't have let her take that chokeslam mm. bump. But, I mean, it also goes into Izzy's parents. Yeah. Like, who were the people that were watching her there? And, listen, not to talk shit about people's parents, her parents – seem like marks to me like her dad is literally almost at every big florida event that wwe throws he's at uh every nxt event you see him right in the front row and it's like of course i I don't want this to be a situation where he's having his dreams live out through his daughter Mm -hmm. and that's what it looks like and that's what worries me about this whole thing because that girl should be in the books not hitting you know not like um Doing spots and, and shit like that, and taking bumps. Like somebody, someone brought up Paige, and I was like, "Hey, like Paige had to retire mm-hmm. at 24 years yeah, old. Yeah. The business sucked her dry. Mm-hmm. You don't want to see that happen. And we're on the we're on the literally the ground floor of this Izzy thing. Yeah. We get to see it on the internet. We didn't get to see that with Paige. Sure. And you and if Paige could tell or probably go back. I'm sure she'd do a lot of things different. 
especially now that her body is how it is now. And yeah. it's like just completely irresponsible. And like you said, like wrestling, the wrestling business, no matter who's in it, WWE is way different from the indies. There is always going to be somebody there that is trying to take advantage of you or someone who's scummier than a Vince McMahon. Yeah. Say what you want about For him. Sure. They're all bad. Like I said, all of wrestling is trash. Mm. But there are some certain things you do not want to really like display to children. And that shit just, I, when I saw it, I was like, nah, I can't. I can't do it. Like, the Izzy thing was disturbing. Is there a difference to you between this and Kenny Omega wrestling a kid? I think the difference between that, did the kid, I, everyone, someone else said that on, on Twitter, and I was like, did the kid take a bump, or was he just bumping Kenny? Well, he, I know he at least did it in Zaguri. Yeah, I saw that. But if that was, to me, that <laughs> is just different. as dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> it's just as dangerous. Kenny had to do a lot more as well to make sure the kid was safe. Yeah. I think, it to me, it is the same. Like, I, I, th- I thought it was cool for a, a cool gift moment, but then again, it's like, you, you go back to when you first saw that gif and it's like that was cool at that moment because that's where wrestling was right. and now where it is now it's like we don't have to do that why don't you just put two women in, in the ring and have them go and do that and, and we can have a more inclusive show yeah. that doesn't have to include children being you know at risk of having their necks broken yeah so well has Jim Cornette weighed in yet no he hasn't uh. so when he does I'm, I'm hoping I get to hear like Jim always gets it a week later so we'll, <laughs> we'll probably hear something by he's gonna he's, Jim Cornette's still on dial up yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's going to shit on All In, okay. and then he's going to shit on the Izzy stuff, and that's that's going to be it. So next week when this video downloads. <laughs> but uh, that's it for this week's No Holds Barred. Right after this break, we're going to talk about the uh, SmackDown and Raw for this week, and we're going to finish up the show. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> but we're going to get into Raw and SmackDown. Uh, first off on Raw, we had Kevin Owens, uh, who actually had a, a pretty ongoing arc, and one of the few ongoing arcs in the show this week. He had a great match with Seth Rollins that I think was probably one of the best Seth matches of the year. Mm-hmm. And after that, he uh, well, before we get into that, how would you guys feel about the match? Awesome. I thought it was phenomenal, man. I really did. I thought it was um, possibly, it's one of those moments where, you know, Kevin Owens is from Canada. I mean, even though he, you know, you shit it on them right after. But it was one of those moments where it's just like you want stuff in WWE. You want that unpredictable factor to it. And you kind of got it with this match because no one knew essentially that Kevin Owens would be the one to answer this challenge. And I think people were 100 percent ready for it. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, Kevin Owens was the guy, you know, challenges and whatnot before. And uh, from from here, it's like you just have Seth Rollins and you haven't seen in this type of physical role in a while he's been doing a lot of comedy shit lately well comedy in terms of just like falling off of stuff being thrown into stuff (laughs) being thrown around by stuff yeah i mean if you're if you're in a program with braun you're pretty much taking the brunt of all his offense because that's what's that's what make braun braun but essentially we kind of lost the essence of what makes ko ko yeah which, which is these awesome incredible matches that he has from week to week uh, and Bill, what, what do you think? Uh, uh, and after the match, like Kevin Owens sat in the ring after the commercial break, comes back, he's still in the ring, he's 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 silent for a minute. I love his his delivery here. He says, "I go out." Where do you th- think this goes? TV? Do you think that they do the, the same thing they did earlier this year? Or uh, I think they might have him off TV for maybe a, a couple weeks. Um, I think he'll be back by Hell in a Cell at the latest. Um, he, they're doing that awesome thing that they do when when they're doing storyline stuff like this, where 
Pura Sung Tee sent out an email today that Kevin Steen merch is back. <laughs> so this weekend you'll be able to buy Kevin Steen merchandise and shirts uh, for the first time in a few years. So that's cool. They did the same thing. El Generico's yeah. merch came back for a little while. For the, the mania angle. Yeah, and then they were, they did, uh, they did uh, when uh, when Zayn and Steen got fired, mm-hmm. um, they did that on yeah. person T. So so it, it, it's cool that they do this sort of stuff. Uh, it's a real cool example of where pro wrestling is right now, there, where you just anything's on the table at all times. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I love the angle. I, I love that with Kevin Owens where they're utilizing him to the best of his ability and he, he can do everything that you want a wrestler to do. Um, it's, it, it was a little bit weird what he was doing with Braun Strowman, but uh, <laughs> if, it, if it's leading to this and, and re- revitalizing him, there's some rumors that they're going to bring Paul Heyman back to be with Kevin Owens, mm. which if there's anyone in the world who doesn't need a mouthpiece, it's Kevin <laughs> yeah. Owens, but it would be a nice little layer of legitimacy yeah. uh, in the eyes of fans who may not take him as seriously as they should. And I, I also think that it's time for him to turn. I really think a babyface turn is, Really long overdue for KO, and I, I'll, I'll raise you on your Hell in a Cell prediction. I think they should keep him off TV until Summer Survivor Series, and mm-hmm. I think he should be. You know how they did last year, did the under siege stuff. I think they should have KO be the last man, and yeah, have him come yeah. out and, and just have an uproarious applause for him, and then he actually that's his turn right there. I think for a while he's been lost. I don't do many favors last year. Mm-hmm. I think his raw run has been kind of middling so far. But I think if they do this correctly and they keep him on TV for a while and make people miss him and like they didn't do earlier this year, then it, it could probably work. I, I think more than anything, it says that they have an idea for him, yeah. which uh, which is a good sign. Yeah. Uh, next thing on the, on the agenda on Raw, the biggest thing that came out of Raw, actually, uh, Braun Strowman's alleged kind of, sort of, <laughs> like we're, we're in an era where like these heel turns that are happening on TV – it's like, did they or didn't they really just have this happen? Braun Strowman has aligned himself with Dolph Ziggler and uh, Drew McIntyre to go against the Shield. How did you feel about that, Mills? Listen, if I did not watch Monday Night Raw and <laughs> I went to WWE.com, like I, I like I used to do back in the day, if you do, if you missed a show or something like that, you go on WWE.com and see the flash graphic on the front. And I saw Braun Strowman holding up the arms of Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. I'd be like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> Literally, I'd be like, what the hell just happened? Um, Braun Strowman turning, or, or at least assumed to be turning heel. You know what? I think... You know what? I'm not sure what I completely think about it, but I feel like it's it's something. I think it's a, quite honestly, yeah. it's probably the probably something better than what they've been doing with him for months. It's just it, really just like, go ahead. And there and there are many things that happened with Braun on the show. He had another uh, ongoing arc over the show where he actually turned in his briefcase, and he doesn't have the briefcase anymore, which is something that me and you both thought was hindering him as far as his character. Well, yeah, he t- he turned he turned it in because he plans on cashing in his money in the bank, you know, opportunity at Hell in a Cell. He says he's not going to do it behind someone's back like a punk. He's going to do it straight to their face. He's going to bring the sort of energy which, to me, has never played out well <laughs> in any sort of capacity. <laughs> um, I, I believe John Cena did it once, and then he was, you know, he was he lost. He did it against Punk, right? Yeah, and he lost by disqualification. And like, well, that's the. <laughs> Uh, that's the that's what could happen essentially if you you know 
it's it's happened once before with Rob Van Dam as well, which turned out really really well. But when you have Braun Strowman, there's hell, there's uh, the Shield looming in the background. There's Drew McIntyre and then Dolph Ziggler in the background. Just from a kayfabe standpoint, it seems uh, I don't know if I if I'm rocking with it completely. But I'm glad he's cashing it in. Well, that's why they're putting it in Hell in a Cell. They also announced that Roman Reigns will face Braun Strowman inside the Hell in a Cell. Uh, it's at Hell in a Cell. I think that'll be a great match. It's the, it's the one match we haven't seen them in yet. I think it's perfect for the yeah. way their trajectory. I think they both learned a lot from wrestling one another, and they yeah. both work extremely well together. Uh, how did you feel about the supposed heel turn? Kind of like the internet backlash about it, Bill. Uh I mean, I don't, I don't pay attention <laughs> to any internet backlash because everyone just overreacts to it. Like the the one thing that wrestling fans seem fundamentally unable and unwilling to cost is perspective. Yeah, like no one's willing to give anything any time at all, and that's not exclusive to wrestling fans. But wrestling fans are definitely the loudest about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, and it's crazy because history has proven that like you cannot do knee-jerk reactions yeah. to stuff like knee-jerk reactions. You're, you're supposed to react to stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what wrestling is do. What it's supposed to evoke in you is a reaction. And so people react. That's good. But I think people get the reactions, the immediate reactions to stuff confused with the fact that we don't know where any of this stuff is going until well after it's, it's done. Right. Like I, I, I had to, I had to suffer through like, eight years of people saying that Jericho was ruined and yeah. WWE would bury him. Yeah. And now he's like one of the greatest of all time. Like yeah. no doubt. Like no, there's not a single person who Jericho's earned and accomplished everything there is to earn and accomplish in the business. Like no one's going to say that WWE doesn't like treat Jericho like a legend. Yeah. Like it's crazy. I, I, I agree with the perspective. Like I think at the end people were like, they're trying to, McBron heels so they'll cheer Roman and I'm like they've been nah. coasting not not coasting but they've been building the storyline since SummerSlam yeah. Braun said he would not cash in behind his back and what did he do last week on Raw he went on back on his word and he paid for it and I think this is his comeuppance and it's not like WWE writers can't just make Braun whatever they want him to be yeah. week by week they made him a stone cold year. Like, yeah, yeah. I, f- I feel like Braun's going to be fine Get, they just need to get the damn briefcase off of him. I, I think people just between this and the Becky stuff. Yeah, which like, we'll get to in a second. I think people it's just like they want they want WWE to tell a more complex, more nuanced stories, mm-hmm. but then they get really bent out of shape when someone doesn't clearly fall into healer face. Yeah. So like, what do you want, guys? You can never win. <laughs> you can never win. Uh, one quick question: Are we hyped about Triple H versus Undertaker in Australia? Because they're trying to make this. The biggest thing on the show. No. I I'm mean, <laughs> uh, no. I feel like <laughs> I feel like they could have like a semi-decent match in their sleep at this point. Like I feel like it's 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 Triple H versus The Undertaker. If there's two any if there's two guys who understand like sports entertainment to the T, it may be those guys. So I feel like we're gonna see a I mean, we remember their last performance, which was like a theatrical masterpiece. 
like <laughs> with like Shawn Michaels, Hell in a Cell, like the 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 reveal of the. We should OD review that match, by the way. <laughs> um, Actually, yeah, we should. We really should. It's like the, before Hell in a Cell. The slow hood taking off, and you reveals like, oh man, <laughs> you I got a mohawk now, and blah blah blah. And when just, they look up. Yeah, and they look up and the Metallica sauces. <laughs> <laughs> like so much acting. Yeah, it's like if there's any two guys who understand sports entertainment, so it's those guys. So I'm like, you know what? I'm open <laughs> to the idea of seeing the match, but I'm not like, I could care less about the six weeks of promos this is gonna get, where they're like calling Shawn oh, Michaels absolutely. up. <laughs> they're calling Shawn like, Michaels up to is, come to Raw. You see a lot of like the Triple H takers, Sean Sargano, uh, Ch- Champa stuff because it's like they obviously Sean are behind the, that yeah. storyline. But it's like you see that, and every time I see like Champa and, and Gargano do anything, I'm like they're going full Triple H here oh every gosh. single time. But I they had a uh, <laughs> they they gathered up legends, including Jeff Jarrett, to talk about the match this week, and I was like, this isn't it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, we're not like Australia is going to be hyped for it. Yeah. And I'm excited for those Australian fans that they're going to get to see that. We're not supposed to like, it's not for us. Yeah, like, it's, right. Yeah. It's it's not for, that's show. essentially how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and plus, like, I think it's going to be a fun show. I think it's going to be a fun event. I'm stoked for Australian fans who've been wanting a big show for a long time. Yeah. And I'm really excited that we get to enjoy another massive show overseas without having to worry about like terrible politics. Oh, get, get ready. No, it's coming. I know it's coming, I know it's coming next year, but uh, oh, it's I coming mean, in November. The next Saudi Arabia one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, right. It's coming. It's coming the week after uh, evolution. Actually. I'm sorry. Oh, that's too bad. Oh man. Yeah, that, that is, is, is it really? Yes. It's, it's November is, 2nd. I think. Uh, oh, well, they God. haven't been advertising it nearly as much. Oh, as uh, I don't Greatest think they, I think they're like pushing evolution <laughs> to the forefront. Yeah. Cause I think Actually, a couple of aren't coming on that trip either. Yeah, I don't no. think they are. No, I think they're calling it Crown Jewel or something like that. But, but let's not get into yeah. <laughs> let's That's not get into that episode. yet. Uh, next week they announced a lot of things, and one of the things that they've announced on Raw is that the Riot Squad will be taking on the Bellas, which explains why they booked the Riot Squad so strongly over the past couple of years. How about the Bellas being able to be on both shows and not have any type of consequence <laughs> for it? She's a Brie agent. Well, I mean. they're they're that's good uh they're uh they're they're john cena jace so like john cena doesn't have any rules so what show he's on yeah can i can i say daniel bryan could wrestle on raw if you wanted to if he Mm -hmm. asked yeah there was clear they clearly booed the bellas on raw um i have a theory about this I feel like they cheer Brie. They cheer the shit out of Brie on SmackDown. I, so here's my theory: they both of them are more endearing apart. <laughs> like, yeah, oh yeah, you're right. Together, together, <laughs> yeah, it kind of seems that. like a thing. Like it kind of seems like, oh, we're doing the Bellas again. Come on, the Bellas were like, but you know, separately, you had Nikki Bella who had that very strong Divas title reign where people respect her for it. And when she even showed up on SmackDown a couple of years later, you know, she got a lot of adulation from the crowd. And you have Brie Bella, who's, you know, who's been on SmackDown as of late, who's done her solo thing as of late that people have really, really enjoyed. I really think the people are kind of over the, you know, just the Bellas and more into like, oh, what's Nikki Bella doing? Oh, what's Brie yeah. Bella doing? Like, yeah. 
And, and you know what? I'm sure that's essentially what they've wanted for like the past like five years when they, you know, decided to come back to the WWE, pitch the Total Divas, be wanted to known as Nikki and Brie and no longer as just the Bella Twins anymore. So, you know what? Maybe it's all working out. But, you know, we get we're getting a little reunion next week. I'm not completely mad about it, but I feel like maybe the people will. I'm interested in seeing if Brie will act differently on Raw than she does on SmackDown. That's what I, because she's the only, she's the one that's hopping both shows right now. But I, I mean, they clearly want to start pushing the Nikki Bella, Ronda Rousey thing, but it's like, there's so many moving parts. It reminds me of like after the uh, the brand split, when you had all these storylines that had to be wrapped up before you got to the next pay-per-view. Yep. And it's like, you got to wrap up Alexa, but you also got to start building Nikki and those shows aren't that far apart. So I, I'm waiting to see what's going to happen um, next week, because they've also announced that Rousey and the Bellas will take on the Riot Squad in Australia as well. Yeah, interesting. I think, are they waiting for Hell in a Cell to be over to announce this Nikki Bella versus Ronda thing? Because <laughs> I feel like... 100%. I feel like it should be announced by now. Unless Alexa... Because Alexa Bliss is... Is she invoking her rematch clause at Hell in a Cell? I believe so. Yes, did bro watch the watch the product no, i watched the product i just didn't remember i didn't remember relax it wasn't that great of a segment i'll be honest with you gosh whoa whoa, whoa. the trish the trish stratus segment wasn't dope to you let's get on that right oh now. wow oh yeah i totally forgot it was, it was fire you know why because it bleeded into so many different things it was like an elias segment and then trish came out and then there was a women's match and then alexa came out and i'm just like oh god like <laughs> i mean we also got some inner gender some rare, well, actually, WWE's been doing a lot of intergender for the past two weeks. You got women punching men in the face. Mm-hmm. You got women slapping men in the face. Hey, I'm all for it. Go off, queen. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I feel like, honestly, they don't do it enough. You know, I'm looking at SmackDown and seeing all these, like, you know, mixed tag or intergender couples on the brand. I'm like, this is this is like real life. Like, do does WWE not know that men and women interact, like, in real life? Like, Well, the last uh, big gender things on the main roster were on SmackDown because yeah. you had Becky and then you had another Ellsworth versus Oscar, uh, Oscar. and then you also had uh, Cena and Nikki versus mm-hmm. uh, dressed like uh, <laughs> Rest, just like uh, Miz and Maurice yeah yeah and also you had the Usos and they versus didn't they do an intergender type thing with their yeah. yeah they've done they've done that before like that's done, a, SmackDown's a Couples brand. Yeah. I think I think eventually Nikki is going to be on Raw and Bree is going to be on SmackDown. I'm like, with it. I think that I think that'll be good. Makes sense. I'm interested if this is a full uh, return that, for Nikki, by the way. I'm interested. Well, well, I would do it now than like sooner than later, because with her neck, you know how long she's gonna be able to stay, and you never know, like their clothing line could blow up next week. I'd be I would be really surprised if they are around past Survivor Series. Right. But I wouldn't be surprised if they stayed around that long. Yeah, uh, not, that was raw. Anything else in, uh, looming from raw that you noticed, Meals? Ooh, um, let's see, let's see. They're doing some weird things with Dana Brooke and Apollo Cruz. That's oh, this the, is what's happening. That's an that's an intergen- intergender thing. Um, gosh, what what else is going on? That, you know what? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hate the Trish thing. I thought Trish, you know. I, I I felt we've seen her before be a lot more to me. And maybe uh, I don't want to think. I feel like we've seen her before be a lot more like charismatic. She seemed kind of stiff. Like she was just kind of getting used to it again. But, you know, 
she had a lot of lines to learn. <laughs> she had a lot of lines that night. That's I guess that's true as well. Um, and we're getting you know we're getting B Team versus Revival Eight next week on Raw. <laughs> uh, I I really hope they pull the trigger on the Revival. I, I think B Team's cool, but I think they're a better team chasing than they are uh, winning on accident. I think it's worn a lot thin, especially with with uh, Bray and Matt seemingly being broken up at this point. I think it's really time to kind of like spark up a couple of those teams because like the thing. Is if you break up Titus worldwide, you're left with Revival, Brizongo, which one of them is hurt, mm-hmm. uh, AOP, and that's it. Yeah, I agree. It's, <laughs> raw tag scene. There's not much to talk about the raw tag scene. Um, let, let's go ahead and move on into SmackDown Live. Uh, I think the biggest thing coming out of this this show, really, since SummerSlam, is Becky and Charlotte segments devoted to the kind of like the heart of the show. Uh, you also had Charlotte versus Carmella in a, in a good match. I think it, it was Carmella's best match in a really, really long time, if if not ever. Mm-hmm. I thought it was her best match since the last Charlotte match, to be honest with you. And, and you know what? I think she's been working very hard as of late in the ring. And I, I remember saying yeah. a couple months ago on the show, I feel like people are going to maybe appreciate her more after she loses the women's championship. Mm-hmm. And it may be true, depending on how they sort of move forward from here. But you know what? I give her all props for that main event on SmackDown. I've, she knew, you know, when the lights are on bright, she, she's delivering, you know? Absolutely. And then after Charlotte, of course, retained her, her title. Well, first, before that, you had Charlotte kind of cut like a... There's, WWE is doing something very and something that they have not done in a long time. And I think it's scaring people. It's actually scaring me. You had Charlotte Billish promo on Becky and this is this moment after they, they cut all of Becky's references to the fans out of her promo last week on SmackDown. Now you have Charlotte talking about what was I supposed to do? Lay down for you? How did you feel about like the, the attitude, Bill? Um, I think that they're just being, I think they're starting to be less afraid about just letting both people their viewpoint, like their actual viewpoint based on the actual story that mm-hmm. has been told. And I think before the, the last, the, the first two weeks of this feud or the first week of this feud, they were sort of hedging. <laughs> oh, we kind of want people to boo Becky. So yeah. let's put some things in there that aren't necessarily like honest. And I think that they're just being honest now and telling the story and letting people make up their own minds. And uh, I think it needs to happen more often. Yeah. And then after the match, uh, Carmella and Charlotte, you had Becky come out and attack her from behind, which I'm not a, I'm not a fan of Becky uh, continuously attacking her from behind, but she cut a, again, really good promo. And then she called her the B word, which is, always gets a pop out of people. Meals was like, how do you feel about the storyline? Do you feel as though they're retconning it and they're kind of going back on it and just kind of putting them both for Hell in a Cell? Because, um, I mean, they have about three or four weeks to, to push this match, you know, before the, the, the event. But, I mean... All eyes are on Becky. I think she's the most popular. I feel like we can't necessarily ignore everything that's happened. Um, right. Especially with all yeah, the we're not, we're not trying to. No, especially with all the, you know, obviously the attempt of making her a heel and then everyone cheering for her anyway. And, you know, it, it, it puts WWE in this predicament, which quite honestly, they've been in 
quite a few times before. And quite honestly, they've chosen very rarely to change the course of things. Like, uh, I guess the only thing, the only example that's relevant that we can remember is kind of sort of the Daniel Bryan thing where they were trying to not make Daniel Bryan a thing, but you couldn't Mm -hmm. ignore it. Um, And the same thing is sort of going for Becky Lynch. Now, I think as, you know, do I think... They shouldn't have turned Becky. I thought she had a very natural reaction as a face moving forward. Do I think um, this heel turn will be beneficial for her? Yeah, probably. It'll probably freshen up the character and honestly make you appreciate her a little bit more and maybe give her a little bit more of an edge that she actually needed because I feel like maybe as a face, she was a little bit, you know, on the corny, kind of doopy, let things happen to me. Yeah, is a punny side, but now she's got a kind of got an edge, you know. She's wearing like leather pants now and like kicking kicks, people real kicks. hard. I saw her those. Shoes are always fly. Did you see I, those? Her shoes are always fly. Kicks alert from <laughs> Becky Lynch, right? <laughs> kicks alert. Oh my god! I, I do agree. I I think that the audience is more invested oh, complex, in Becky Lynch please. now. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the audience is more invested in Becky Lynch now than they have been. In a long time, because I think that even people that are on the fence with her, mm-hmm. having that edge made people say, okay, she's actually about something more than the comedy thing. And she doesn't have to be a heel to do this. If you make her a tweener, it's completely fine with me as well. I just think they need to define that both of these women want the title very badly, and neither of them are bad or good. I, also really great because it goes away from the trope of women be crazy, that they mm-hmm. love to do a lot in WWE. I mean, I feel like that's what they're going to lean back towards anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, they, they've gone away from it. I mean, cutting all of that stuff out from Becky's promo and just having the title really bad and having fought her whole life for it, that's them saying, okay, we're going to let it go from here. Uh, the next segment on SmackDown, I thought the Andrade Cien Almas versus Brian versus Miz versus everyone. It was like a nine-person segment. I thought that was really, really strong. I, I really love Almond versus Brian, no matter how short it was. And I think that I want to see more of that in the next couple months. That's called a great utilization Absolutely. of time, two hours on television. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that whole thing went about 30 minutes altogether. Yeah. It's a, to with, me, with the promo. I love the promo. You know, it's a good face. You know, a couple, you know, stand by my man. We stick together. We're strong when we're together. Some like, you know, some very Seattle on the run type of deal. Um, <laughs> and then and then Miz and Maurice come out looking like. Wearing matching shirts. Matching shirts. Matching vintage Miz shirts, by the way. Who knew that. <laughs> that who, did, who knew that Miz was retro by now? Like. <laughs> Um, <laughs> like your throwback Miz shirt, like, come on. Um, but I thought the segment was just incredible either way. You know, I think I'm interested, Bill, what do you have to say about this sort of feud moving forward in this segment? Cause I'm interested in what you think. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a, it's a great way to keep Miz and Brian fresh and, and, and keep it going forward without fight. fight each other every week, which is what they normally do with these sort of uh, feuds. It's, um, it's exciting, um, I, and I love that Almas is getting some chances to not look like a chump. You know, look like he's hanging in there and doing stuff, and because he's one of the best all around performers yeah. on the show. Yeah, um, and I think I think that they know what they have in Almas, and and especially with Vega yeah. with them, I think they understand exactly how how powerful that team is, 
And uh, I think that there's going to be big things in the future for them. It's just, you know, both brands are in a weird place right now where it's like, it's clear that they see some things and some, some performers, but we're just trying to get past, you know, these big shows mm-hmm. and trying to get past <laughs> these current storylines and, and we'll see, we'll see what ends up happening. Yeah. I, I, I really love that someone on that team thought, Oh, wait a minute. Almost in, in Zelina or, or somewhat of a couple too. Like mm-hmm. let's put all the couples against Dan Ryan and Bree. And like, if this turns out being like a mixed tag match in the next couple of some too because it also gives Selena the rub against Brie. And it's like the fact that they're they're putting them against the AJs, the Bryans, you know, everything like that. Like they've all but forgotten and didn't even mention he lost to Rusev last week. It's almost like it didn't happen because during the promo, Zelina said that they defeated them, <laughs> even though that wasn't the case. But and you could chalk that up as, as heel stuff. But I think that overall, like even the, the post-match beatdown was great because you had Zelina do her finisher on Brie fucking Bella. Like who would have thought you'd see that a year ago? It's crazy, quite honestly. And I, you know what? I love it. I love just it's the unpredictability of it all is really what WWE con- is is missing. And I think that sort of brought it back. It's, and not just, you know, unpredictability, but the fact that people are interacting. That's just like outside mm-hmm. of this bubble of just like, mm-hmm. we're these two people in this feud. And all we can kind of do is like singles match, singles match, tag match, singles match for four weeks up <laughs> until the pay-per-view, you know? So I, I love yeah. it. Uh, okay, next question. Just, just a question. What is Jeff Hardy going to do in this Hell in a Cell match against Randy Orton? <laughs> Ooh, um, I think we all have the similar idea, but listen, I don't know. Maybe. If uh, he does a swanton off the top of that cage, no. he needs to just retire the next day. No. No he way. He should not do that. No way. They won't, he should not do that. They won't let him do that. I feel like... Maybe inside the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Like, here's the thing. He has not been doing that swanton consistently for weeks now. He's been saving for oh, this yeah. bump. And if you Jeff know is going to go, if Jeff is going to go into the sunset after <laughs> Hell in a Cell, like Matt did, you know, quietly, Jeff's not going to go, go quietly like Matt did. Like Matt dipped on a house show. Jeff is going to go out <laughs> with a bang. Like, I think he's going to swanton off the top of that and he's going to miss and he's going to lose. Hmm. Uh, Oh, yeah. my God. I don't want to see it. Oh, my God. It. You know what? I feel like, you know what? I'm glad this feud goes in a hell of a cell, even though it was kind of like, what? Like, <laughs> they announced it. And I was just like, what? Like, that is crazy. Because I've always well, I, I wanted to say. Well, I, I, I thought it was definitely going to be Joe and AJ in hell in a cell. But, you know, I guess Randy and Jeff Hardy make a whole lot more sense, to be quite honest with you, with the, how that feud has sort of gone. Um, you know what? I think it's a very interesting match and I'm interested in seeing what they pull out. I think, I quite honestly think this is Jeff Hardy's first Hell in a Cell match. It is. It is his first match. It is his first time, which is crazy that he's been in so many of these like plunder matches. This is the first one he's done of, of this magnitude. So I'm assuming... Orton, he, Orton excels in these matches. Oh yeah. Almost every Orton Hell in a Cell match he's ever had. So this should be really, really good. Um... Mm-hmm. No, I was just going to say, no, I was just going to say when you take, you know, when you put him in a match where he doesn't like have to use like a chin lock for a very long extended period, (laughs) like he can go under the ring and pull some other stuff out, then you kind of get the best of Randy Orton. I'm just saying. 
King Booker showed up on SmackDown, which is a cool, cool moment. It's celebrating the five-time champion New Day. I thought that was a great promo. But what I what I really want to bring up here was that um, Nakamura was absent from this show mm. this week. He, he on a, on a video said he refused to wrestle on SmackDown this week, <laughs> which is really funny. If you guys could get a chance, go check that out on their YouTube. I think, and we had this this, this conversation earlier, Mills, and I, I'll pose this to you as well, Bill. I think that they are going to have Kofi in those tag belts and they're going to have Big E go for a singles belt. Mm. And if that's the case, I think they should do it against Big E and Nakamura in the fall. Yeah. I think that's, to me, makes the most sense and it gets Nakamura on the show. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see any of the members of uh, New Day do get that mm-hmm. U.S. title shot. Mm-hmm. Um, Ty Dillinger has been... T- teasing a u.s title uh program on twitter for a couple weeks now um i don't know whether they're actually going to let him do that but do, do he certainly wants that? it do maybe r-truth man maybe r-truth yeah. will accidentally get a u.s title that, by beating carmelo, <laughs> by beating carmelo. <laughs> oh my god that would be actually hilarious listen i love the opening segment to smackdown with especially with king booker's return and him Slipping out of his royal accent because I feel like he can't keep it up. Like, <laughs> um, do, what do I think about a Big E and Nakamura? I'm I'm all for it. Um, I think a Big E versus Nakamura feud for the fall would be incredible and be a great, you know, new opponent for Nakamura and just a new, you know, journey for Big E as not a new journey. I mean, he's been in singles before, but it's not. Yeah. It kind of be refreshed in this post, you know, new day or at least current new day era of his life yeah i i just think of the i'm just thinking of the comedy segments like they're gonna throw pancakes at shinsuke nakamura <laughs> and i just think that's gonna be better than anything he's ever done in new japan <laughs> <laughs> like he's gonna have pancakes dude like i i just think that like nakamura is only there now because he gets to do cool shit that doesn't have to be serious and doesn't have to be super like work rate intense and stuff like that and I also think it's great for Big E because he's going to be given another big time opponent like he was given against Daniel Bryan a couple months ago in that gauntlet match. Um, last thing on SmackDown. Why the fuck hasn't AJ Styles shot and killed Samoa Joe yet? <laughs> um, I don't know. They never seem to be in the same place at the same time when they both planet. <laughs> I feel like it's a small locker room and you should be able to find them realistically, but you know. And Joe's a big guy. I don't know how you, you can miss him. I'm telling you. Get around. I don't know. You can't you take a couple of trips around catering, you'll find Joe eventually, I'm assuming. Um, so this week, this week on uh, SmackDown, Samoa Joe called AJ Styles' wife <laughs> said he was going to show up to the back to school barbecue. I didn't know. I guess that's a Bill, that's, have you ever had a back to school barbecue? Uh, I don't know. It kind of sounds like some white nonsense. There's some white people <laughs> shit. I was just gonna say that. Um, I, I mean, like I grew up in a, a town where it was the home of the California rodeo. Yeah. So, like, I'm sure that there were places that did a back to school barbecue. <laughs> I mean, like, every weekend was an excuse for barbecue yeah. in my hometown. So, I'm sure that that exists. And and I'm assuming in Gainesville, or yeah, in Gainesville, yeah. Georgia, it's the same. <laughs> So next week, a lot of people have kind of like, I'm not, I'm not coming to say I, come, I came up with this idea. A lot of people have been surmising that they're going to do a Brian Pill oh, no. with Joe and AJ. No, no I, way. I will go left on that. I'd say, how about you have Joe 
appear at his house and play Twitch with his child. And huh. have AJ be there. And yeah, just be like, like and say, AJ, go to twitch.tv slash whatever. Wow, <laughs> just, that would be incredible. It gets, it gets AJ's son over, for one. It gets yeah. a lot of people going to his Twitch account. But it also, I think it also does bring a lot of like, who's your daddy memes to him mm. too. So maybe that, that might not be a good thing. But I, I do think they're going to do like some type of pre-tape to like escalate this. And I mean, overall, I think this feud has been stronger than the Nakamura feud. saying a lot. Oh, for sure. And they also, um, it was revealed that they're advertising that Joe and Styles are going to face off yes. as well. Yes. So, I, I mean, I, I'm kind of hoping that Samoa Joe takes the title at Hell in a Cell mm-hmm. and then uh, AJ takes it back in Australia. Because that not only, you know, keeps keeps AJ kind of being champ mm-hmm. for, you know, all of the fall while 2K comes out, mm-hmm. but it gives Samoa Joe former world title status and it all Australia something huge. Yeah. It's the first, it'll be the first WWE title change in Australia. And it'll be AJ style. Cause the thing is what they love to do with AJ now is they love to start, they love to start giving him accolades mm-hmm. and him being the longest reigning WWE champion at this point. That's another accolade him winning it in, in Europe. That's something that doesn't It'll be his often. third or fourth reign. Too, yeah. It'll right? be his third reign. I think. Yeah. It all works, and also I think that Australia show is the week that Two K comes out. Mm. So that would be That's even big. more synergy. Yeah. That'd be that'd be a big like a huge deal there. I, I'm all for them pulling the trigger on Joe. He isn't getting any older or younger, <laughs> but I think it, it, it's cool. Like AJ's whole storyline this year has been his emotions have got the best of him, and I would love to see that kind of boil over in a match and have Joe win the same way that Joe won against Finn Balor a long time ago in NXT. For sure. I'd say Meals? one last thing on SmackDown. What's uh, that? It, it, two, actually, two things. Actually, um, <laughs> the return of the Colognes people. Come on, like, how are we not? How do we, how do we skip over that they haven't been on and wrestled a match in like a year and a half on the brand I'm they so were drafted sorry to? Sorry that I forgot. <laughs> I'm so sorry that I forgot that that and that was actually their first match on TV since the kickoff show last year for Money in the Bank. It was crazy. Like, come on. I don't know if all right. So I don't even know if you know Bill. I'm like a secret primo mark. Like no, primo's dope. Primo's dope. See, I'm I'm, t- I'm not alone. All right, all right. So I've got one more. I've got one more. I'm trying to start the primo hive. We see how it happens. Second thing, <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Kyle Lewis. Um, keep it five star on Twitter who legit made me laugh because on Twitter, on WWE's Twitter, they announced that the Bellas arrived in WWE 10 years ago. And it's literally a one minute video of them hip swiveling and pointing. And I'm just like, <laughs> Oh my God. And that's what he said. He's like, yo, this is literally a one minute video of, of them hip swiveling and pointing. I'm like, doesn't that summarize the 10 years of Bella? But- People really hate the Bella twins. And I, I just don't get it. It's I, crazy. I love them. Do you I think the they're. I, I don't hate the Bellas, but I do think they're more endearing apart. <laughs> and I, and I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. And, and Nikki's like absolute fire in the ring. Yeah, she's Gray great. Isn't very good. It was, who would I, knew that? Be, who knew? Who would have thought before Total <laughs> Divas that Brie was the evil twin? Right. <laughs> and then and that makes me worried for that mixed tag match because it's like. Uh, Maurice wasn't like crazy, like good in the ring either, and she hasn't been in ring in, in like years, and she's just coming off a pregnancy. I don't know how much to expect from that match, but it's like 
we got the we got the weaker of the two twins in that match, and I don't know <laughs> I don't know what to think about. Well, it so you got far. Daniel Bryan as well, yeah. and but but I feel like. You're going to have them in for most of the match because you don't right. want Miz and Brian to touch a lot. But Maurice herself, she hasn't, like, wrestled an active match. I mean, she's wrestled one match in probably the last, like, eight years. Yeah. So, so it's kind of like both of them, We're I don't think we're going to get a match match out of them. I think we're going to get more, you know, a big moment, a big hot tag where she comes in and then, you know, shit gets crazy. Yeah. Uh, but also, also on, on SmackDown, Naomi lost again. So I, I think that's that is what it is. Um, but that's it for the week in wrestling. Anything else you want to bring up, Meals? Oh my God! Um, once again, I would probably say uh, don't let your fourteen-year-old child wrestle. Um, <laughs> let's see. I don't have much else to say, man. I don't have much else to say. It's all all right. All in. All in soon. Oh, yeah, we will definitely be talking about All In next week. That is happening on Saturday um, in Chicago. Uh, Bill, anything else you want to plug? Anything you want to say before we go this week? Uh, check out that Buddy Murphy versus Kalisto match from 205 Live. Excellent. Sick. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, you want me to do my plugs here? Or yeah, what? do your plugs, man. Plug, uh, plug away. Find me on all social media at Sundown Motel. If you need someone to write about uh, wrestling or whatever, <laughs> um, if you know a shoe plug in Los Angeles – let me know. Those are those are like they're so rare. dry. They're, they're so rare to find. Like the closest I've gotten is a buddy of mine told me like last week. He's like, "Oh, I know a guy who has a bot." <laughs> That's the closest <laughs> I've gotten. Mills always hits on sneakers. I don't know how Mills does it. Oh, all right, I uh, I wouldn't say always. Mills, share the love, man. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. Mills got off whites from sneakers. That's all I got listen, to say, dude. Listen. I can't even find a pair of the Wale IC shoes. In my size, they Damn. don't exist. They don't even exist. Wait, what what are your shoe size? Uh, What's your shoe 13, size? 13. Uh, oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's gonna be a little Listen, tough, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that that is it for another episode of the A Show. Check with us next week when we and greatest in pro wrestling. Uh, until next time, for Bill and Meals, I am Justin. Check us out at RNC Radio Live on Twitter and on SoundCloud and on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, all of the above. Uh, So until next time, see you guys next week. Happy Rusev Day.